What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. This is the Ransomed Bodies Project, and this is episode number 54. Today's episode, we're talking about flexible dieting, okay? Flexible dieting, which you may or may not have heard of. And if you have not heard of flexible dieting, I'm going to break down everything you need to know about flexible dieting and if 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 it's a good fit for you, if it's an approach that you should be taking. So speaking of flexible dieting, this morning, I am officially four and a half weeks out from the world championships for the WMBF, which is the it's pretty much the Olympia of natural bodybuilding. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm like locked in. I'm 100% focused and ready to bring my best package and best physique that I've ever had in my entire life to this show. One of the things that I've been learning as I'm getting ready for for these shows and prepping and, and trying to hit my macros 100%, things like that, is what flexible dieting is and how it relates to me. I've learned a lot about what foods work best for my body, what foods work best for my digestion, what foods work best for my stomach. I think that's a big, a really overlooked aspect for a lot of people in fitness is, you know, your digestion and your gut health and how your stomach responds to different foods. You know, like, like for example, after my last show, you know, my wife asked me, she's like, do you want to get some pizza? And that sounded really good, but I knew if I were to eat pizza that it would just completely destroy my stomach. And I really didn't want to, you know, put my stomach in that position because my digestion is super important. So pretty much what I did after my last show is I had um, a little bit of candy, which was amazing. I loved it. And then I had some Chick-fil-A pretty much was it no dairy or anything like that. Just Chick-fil-A um, and sat really well with my stomach. I am up about six pounds since my show, which is really normal and, and really good. You know, I, I feel like my relationship with food is good. So after my shows, I don't like go crazy. I don't like stuff my face and just eat everything that's in sight. But I really try to keep it as clean as possible. And so what I'm going to do in this episode is we're going to be talking about flexible dieting. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. We're going to talk about the difference between the old school bodybuilding approach versus the new school bodybuilding approach, how you can utilize the pros and cons of both approaches when it comes down to hitting your macros and nailing in your nutrition. So when I first started fitness, when I first started trying to get in shape, to get like shredded, and I was I was looking up to guys like Mike Rashid, Simeon Panda, and I was like, man, I want physiques like those guys. One of the first things that I did was the chicken and rice diet, right? All of us, all of us probably, you know, follow some type of chicken and rice diet in one way or another. The chicken and rice diet is one of the most just proven ways to hit your macros. It's really easy. Clean carbs, jasmine rice, clean protein, chicken breast, right? So the reason why the chicken and, and rice diet is so popular and why a lot of bodybuilders utilize it, why a lot of guys that have the physique that you desire and that you want to utilize it is because it's just a very easy way to hit your macros and, ca and calories, right? So when it comes down to accomplishing your dream physique, when it comes down to accomplishing body that you want, what matters more is the amount of food you get in over the type of foods you get in, okay? Write that down if you're taking notes. The amount of food you're getting in versus the type of food you get in. 
So for example, if I get, let's say 30 grams of carbs from Jasmine rice versus 30 grams of carbs from, let's say a bagel. Okay. Those 30 grams of carbs, most of the time, obviously not hundred percent, they're really going to affect my body in similar ways, right? Obviously we have like fast digesting carbs and slow digesting carbs. And you know, we could talk about gut health and things like that. There's a lot of other things that go into this conversation, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to manipulating my weights, when it comes down to, you know, manipulating muscle mass and things like that, are really, really, really the majority of your results come from the calories you consume, and then the protein, carbs, and fats you consume, which are aka the macros. And so you might not understand the difference between calories and macros. The calories are the a, a unit of measurement, a unit of energy, okay? So all calories mean is just a form of energy for your body. So if I intake 2,000 calories per day through my diet, um, that's pretty much 2,000 calorie units that my body can utilize for energy or can store as fat right? And we're talking about macros, we're talking about protein, carbs, and fats, just to have a general baseline for you guys that might not understand what I'm talking about. Okay, so protein, carbs, and fats are our macros. So at the end of the day, your physique, the way you look in the mirror, the majority of those changes come down from the amounts of foods you eat, not always the type of foods you eat. So I use the example of jasmine rice versus a bagel. All right. So just to give you an example, this morning for breakfast, I had, I was feeling festive. I like pumpkin stuff. So I went to the bagel shop. I got a pumpkin bagel. I got um, eggs on it and I got some turkey sausages. Okay. Normally I would have oatmeal, but I made the substitution because I follow and practice flexible dieting. So with flexible dieting, what we do is we count the macros, not just the calories. So you might've heard of diets like Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, all these other bad things, Atkins diets. Most of those diets, what they do is they track only calories. They only track calories and they follow what's called calories in versus calories out. As long as I'm eating less calories and my body's burning on a day-to-day -day basis, I will lose weight, which is 100% the truth in reality. However, for 99% of you guys watching and listening to this podcast right now, I could almost guarantee that your goal is not to weight loss. You might think it is. You might think it is, right? You might say, if, if you sent me a message, hey, Trent, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. Most people, that's their goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to lose 15 pounds, whatever it is. All of us have weight goals that we want to get to. But I can almost guarantee that your goal is not necessarily losing weight. Your goal is to look better. Your goal is to feel better. Your goal is to be confident without a shirt on. Your goal is to have more energy, right? So all the weight loss goal is, it's just a process to get to your real deep-rooted goal. So oftentimes when I have someone, you're going to reach out for help and they want to join the Ransom Bodies coaching program, they'll tell me, Trent, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. Usually my response to that is, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Why do you want to lose 30 pounds? And then I ask them to dig a little deeper because this is very important. We have to get to the root goal that you have set for yourself. For some people, they want to lose 20 pounds because they're at risk for having a knee replacement and they need to lose the weight in order to not have the surgery. Okay, boom, there we go. Now we know what your real goal is. Maybe for you, it's you don't feel comfortable without a shirt on in front of other people. So you want to have self-confidence. You want to have the confidence to be able to take your shirt off at the beach next summer, right? So, okay, boom, there's our goal. Maybe you have clothes that you're not you haven't been able to fit in for months or even years. And so your real goal is you want to be able to wear your favorite clothes again or your favorite suits again 
without having to feel like you have to pull your shirt down every time you're talking to somebody. Okay, boom, now we're talking about your goal. So your goal is not going to be the weight that you need to lose. The weight you need to lose is just a process to get us to the end goal, which is a lot deeper. Okay, so what we do with, with flexible dieting is we track the macros, the proteins, the carbs, and the fats. All right, so flexible dieting is a more useful educational tool for making smart food decisions and tracking calories by itself. And the experience of flexible dieting, what it does is it may lead to greater long-term success. So one of the things that I've learned from coaching years and years and years, thousands of men, is I'm more concerned and I'm, I'm more focused and I'm more intentional about creating long-term success versus short-term temporary changes, right? I would prefer you to lose 20 pounds at a little slower rate and make sure you can keep it off for the rest of your life versus losing 20 pounds in let's say 30 days and then you know crazy stuff happens in your life and you end up gaining it back a lot of men are gaining and losing the same 20 pounds over and over again and one of the reasons why i believe is because they don't have a good relationship with food they don't understand flexible dieting they don't understand how to fit their favorite foods into their diet and get results if i were to break flexible dieting down into one sentence is this flexible dieting is learning how to fit your favorite foods in to your diet and still getting results versus trying to take them out. Most diets that you follow, the basis of that diet is cutting out your favorite foods, the foods you love, bagels, ice cream, chips, right? Like all the foods you love, beer. So my question is, how can you fit those foods in? You know what food that is. You know what the, your favorite food is that you just love and enjoy, right? You know what that is. It came to mind. So the question is, how can you find a diet that actually works around that food where you could still eat it on a moderate balanced basis, let's say a couple times a week and still get results. Like that's the key. That's the secret. If you look at just calories, a donut might have the same total calories as a chicken sandwich. Let's talk about calories for a second. 500 calories of a donut is the same 500 calories as let's say a chicken sandwich or a chicken breast or a, a 500 calorie salad. But the difference comes down to the macros. So this is why it's so important to track your food if you're following a flexible dieting principle because I might only be tracking calories and I eat 500 calories of a donut. However, the protein is significantly lower than 500 calories of chicken and broccoli or chicken and rice or whatever a healthy meal is that you would consider it. And so what we have to do is we have to be able to learn and understand what the type of macros are in each food. So I understand that when I have a donut, it has significantly more fat and significantly less protein than if I were to have chicken and rice or chicken and broccoli. And so now I have my macro set. That's the first step. The first step to flexible dieting is actually figuring out how much food you should be eating. You need to know that. You need to know that, right? You need to know how much food you should be eating, okay? And someone just posted on the on the um, live stream. They said, I love pasta. I used to cut it out completely, but now I fit it in by watching what I eat with other meals. Boom. Imagine, imagine being, learning how to eat pasta and lose one to two pounds a week. That is what I teach. That is what I try to implement to all of my clients. How could you still eat that food every single week and get results? Because I guarantee you, someone who learns to eat pasta every week and lose one to two pounds a week will be able to be more adherent and stick to the diet versus someone who cuts out their favorite foods and does a 30-day challenge and loses 20 pounds in 30 days, right? So that's the key right there, okay? So number one is I set my macros and calories. Number two is I ask myself, how can I fit in whatever favorite food I love, pasta, donuts, bagels, tacos, whatever it is, whatever it comes to mind. Obviously, you can't have it all. You got to have do some type of sacrifices. But how can you fit it in? The second thing is I need to understand that we track macros to change our body composition. When I was talking a couple of minutes ago, 
I was discussing how your goal is much deeper than losing 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Your goal really is to look better, to feel better, to perform better, to have more energy, to have more confidence, things like that. So the reason why we track macros and not only calories is because as we track macros, this is going to best influence our body composition. So body composition, pretty much all that means, that means the amount of muscle mass that I have to body fat. All right. So what is the ratio of muscle mass that you have to body fat right now? That's what we are trying to optimize. So with that being said, even though I might be quote unquote losing fat, the scale may not be changing because I'm changing up my body composition. Does that make sense? So even though I'm still flexible dieting, I'm still losing fat every single week, but I'm building muscle at the same time, my weight on the scale may not change. By emphasizing macronutrients over merely counting calories, flexible dieting could dramatically transform your physique without significant changes on the scale. So what we need to do is we actually need to be able to embrace the idea that the scale might not change and use other methods to track our progress. So this is so important here. I can't tell you how many people I've seen get discouraged or even worse, you know, quit in their fitness journey just because they didn't know how to measure their own progress. Just because they were losing fat, but they weren't losing weight and they got discouraged and thought that they were not getting results, but they didn't know how to track their body fat. They didn't know how to take progress pictures. They didn't know how to track their waist measurements. They didn't know how to track how their clothes were fitting. And so one of the things that you need to do when you start learning flexible dieting is understand how to properly track your results. Your weight on the scale might not change a whole lot, but you could lose multiple inches on your waist, multiple inches on your waist. All right. So now that I know flexible dieting, I know how to fit my favorite foods in and still get results. I understand what what macros I need to hit. I understand what calories I need to hit. I also understand how to track my progress correctly because I know that as I'm doing flexible dieting, I'm building muscle and losing body fat at the same time. The scale might not change every single week, but I'm understanding how to use the tape measure, body calipers, my progress pictures, et cetera, et cetera, different ways to track my progress. Now, I need to set myself up for long-term success. So write that down if you're taking notes. Set myself up for long-term success. Here's the number one factor that's going to dictate your long-term success or not. Your adherence. Your adherence, right? How much can I adhere and stick to my plan or program? Because at the end of the day, do you care if you got to your dream body now, in three months, in six months, in nine months, in 12? Does it really matter? Like, does it really matter? If it took you 12 months to get your dream body and you actually got there and you're able to sustain it, like, do you think you'll really care at that point? You won't. You won't. I promise you, right? Like, if you knew, all right, it, it was going to take me 12 months to get to my goal and all you had to do is stick with it for 12 months, like, would you be able to do it? Of course you would, especially if you learned flexible dieting and it actually was an enjoyable process. For most people, they can't stick to their diets or their goals for longer than 30 days simply because it's horrible to follow. It's difficult to follow just to be in frank, right? And so we have to make sure that I set myself up for long-term success. I want you to set a goal of 12 months. Can you set a goal of following your plan for 12 months? Watch what happens. Watch what happens, right? One of my clients, his name is Charles Sutton. When he first came to me, he was like, just had so many bad lifestyle habits and changes. I told him, I said, commit to 12 months and watch what happens. He committed for 12 months. He trusted the process. He learned how to enjoy the process. He learned how to be able to go on vacations and enjoy, you know, foods he loved. And he just put his head down and put the work in. He didn't look up. He didn't get discouraged. Obviously he had ups and downs and, and he's end up losing 60 pounds in about a year's time frame, right? So it's doable. It's doable. Okay. So let's talk about flexible dieting splits. So what I do is I usually start my clients around like, I would say 80, 20 split. So 80% 
following on your meal plan, 20% being a little more flexible with your foods. Eventually, you want to work your way up to about 90-10. So what that means is 90% of the time I'm eating, I would say, you know, pretty solid foods, pretty solid foods like chicken, broccoli, egg whites, things like that. But then I have 10% flexibility. I'm still hitting my macros, but I'm having foods that are a little more fun and flexible. So the benefits of doing flexible dieting is it teaches you a lot. Like you can't do flexible dieting and get results if you don't understand macros. Once you understand macros and calories, it's game over for you. It's really game over. And so you have to understand macros if you want to get results with flexible dieting. It helps you achieve your weight loss goals a lot faster than following, you know, other different plans. There are no forbidden foods with flexible dieting. So there's no like off limit foods. Alcohol is not off limits. Popcorn is not off limits. Ice cream is not off limits. We just have to make sure they fit inside of our macros. The downsides though, I also want to share the pros and cons of this, right? Also want to share the pros and cons. So obviously flexible dieting is amazing and it works for most people, but there are some downsides. The downsides of flexible dieting is it can get confusing. So if you are brand new to macros and calories, you might not know how to track your food the correct way. So maybe you're going to be better off actually following a strict meal plan. So you don't have to think about what foods to eat. And I'm not going to lie. I do that a lot of the time just because it's easier. Okay. And so it might be confusing for some people, people that use flexible dieting and really don't focus on their micronutrients are missing out on a lot of vitamins and minerals. So let's say, for example, you're eating a lot of donuts, you're eating a lot of candy and sweets or whatever, and quote unquote, they're fitting your macros, but you're not getting your greens in and all those other important vitamins and minerals. You could be missing out on a lot of gains because you're not hitting your micros. And this is a completely different conversation, but there's macros, which are the protein, carbs, and fats. And then we have micros, which are vitamins and minerals. So let's talk about you. So I really believe that following a flexible dieting principle, this is what I teach in my program, obviously. So I obviously I'm a believer in it. It's great for anyone who wants to build muscle or draw body fat. Anybody, 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 okay? It is much more easier to stick to than doing keto, than doing fasting, intermittent fasting, than doing any other fad diet with a lot of restrictions that cuts out your favorite foods, all right? I believe it's easier to stick to. Keywords, stick to. I'm talking about a six-month, 12-month, 18-month, 24-month time frame. That's the way I think. I don't think in 30-day time periods. You might say to me, hey, Trent, but intermittent fasting is easier because I don't have to track my food. I just eat between 12 and 8 you know, throughout the day. And that's true. Yes, you'll still lose weight eating within those time frames. But is it realistic for you? Is it something you could actually stick to for 12 months? That's the way I think. I don't want to set my clients up for failure. And so I think, how can this person actually be successful for the next 12 months, not 12 weeks? And so that's the big question you have to ask yourself. For some people, absolutely, they can do it. For some people, doing keto for 12 months is doable for them. That's awesome. For some people, fasting for 12 months is doable for them. That's awesome. But for the majority of the people and the men that I work with, it's not realistic or doable. Okay. We are looking for consistency over quick results. And so if you want to try out flexible dieting, here's what I recommend doing. Number one is to find your calories and macros for your body. Number two, identify your favorite foods that you feel like you literally cannot live without. And then once I identify my favorite foods, what I want to do is try to fit them into my calories and macros on a regular consistent basis. I'm not talking about all the time, but we need to have healthy balance. Okay. Number three, Learn to track your food properly. That way you can fit these foods in and have freedom with your eating. And then last but not least, set yourself up for a 12-month time period of success. What kind of diet do I need to follow to be successful and adhere to for the next 12 months? That's the secret and the key to success. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast on flexible dieting was valuable for you. If it was, let me know. Let me know. 
share this podcast, take a screenshot of this. If you're watching this on the live stream right now, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Trills of Man Fitness, and I will repost you to my story. Have an incredible day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at TrizzlemanFitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.